0: Hey, friends. Thanks for joining us for the next episode of our podcast. Really appreciate that you've listened to the other ones and glad you're here with us tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about um, dating and relationships. Uh, Before we get started, I'm Susie. I'm 63.
1: I'm Jen, and I'm 50. I'm Kimmy, and I'm 44. And I'm Farron, 35. And... Um, we're going to start by just talking about our first crush. When I was in fifth grade, I saw this boy, his name was Steven, and he was like the clouds opened up and the angels sang <laughs> down to me and he was the most beautiful person I would ever ever seen in my life. And We had to write a letter to ourselves detailing what our life was going to be like that our fifth grade teacher mailed to us actually our senior year and I got mine and it was hilarious because I was going to marry Steven. I named our babies. I (laughs) planned our whole future. He was everything.
2: We talk about our first crush. I'm so old.
0: I don't even remember.
2: Well, my first crush was a guy by the name of Bobby Beckham, who I actually, believe it or not, wrote this crazy freaking ridiculously obnoxious poem to. This is the stupid shit you do when you're freaking 14 years old. Um, and it obviously just got passed around from guy to guy and it became a big joke, and so I wasn't super embarrassed but now many 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 years later, he's a realtor and he actually has
3: uh, helped me with various real estate transactions, <laughs> which is just funny. Well, mine was in fifth grade, and he just didn't like me back. Stephen
1: didn't like me back. he dated all of my friends and actually in eighth well I became really good friends with him and um, a couple other guys, and they would ride their bikes to my house every day in the summer, and I started kind of like hanging out with this kid from another school, and I remember him being all like, ugh, like whatever, that kid's not even cool, why are you inviting him over? But I was too stupid to realize it was because he had had a little crush on (laughs) me, and then we hooked up between 8th grade and freshman year, and he passed away after our freshman year, but By the time he was fully interested in me, I was chasing senior boys, and we were just friends.
0: All right, so that was fully embarrassing. Let's talk about (laughs) our first kiss. I may or may not have been about 12, and a lot of kids in our neighborhood were running around playing capture the flag. And it happened in my mom's front yard.
2: Yeah, so my first real kiss the kind with tongue and all was um when i was about 12. unfortunately the guy that kissed me literally did not know how to kiss and so i had slobber all over my face and it was the most disgusting thing ever and i swore i would never ever kiss anyone (laughs) ever again
3: well my first kiss was going into sixth grade and it was absolutely perfect and it was wonderful it was outside i was in my um, new kids on the block shirt and um he actually like came up to me and it was just perfect it was a perfect kiss it was done well and i was like all right so as previously mentioned steven was just
1: not that into me so i settled for another guy and he was my first boyfriend in seventh and eighth grade and he was not very cool but at the time I thought it was alright and our buddy Justin used to have these massively unsupervised parties so in 8th grade was when I got my first kiss actually in his barn and we were listening to Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre na 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 and we were sitting on a hay bale and I remember just being like oh is that what I've been waiting <laughs> okay what about
2: first boyfriends so my first boyfriend was a guy who i worked with um and he was a nice guy too nice um he was actually kind of floppy and loopy and you like the bad boys n- not necessarily the bad boys but he was just way too nice he was a very very white red-headed guy so like literally his skin was translucent um, and he was, he was nice. I liked him a lot, but he just
3: didn't do it for me.
2: So the first option I had or the first chance I had to,
3: uh, go after some other guy, I broke his heart. Yeah. Well, my first Sorry. boyfriend was in kindergarten and then I had one in first grade, but my true first boyfriend was in second grade and his name was Dalton and he carved in this piece of wood. I love Kim. So it was like, he took a, and I'm pretty sure I still have it. He, I mean, he carved this and we were like in second grade and I was like, this is wonderful. And (laughs) So that was my
1: first true boyfriend. My first boyfriend, and this will kind of segues into my husband, uh, my first boyfriend was my first kiss, and he was a loser. Um, so are of, you
2: saying your husband's a loser?
1: No, no. So this guy was a loser, and we kind of dated off and on just because I, I wasn't as confident then as I am now, and that's probably something we should talk about later in the podcast. So I struggled with if people liked me, I didn't think they liked me. So like so many times in my life, like looking back, I'm like, oh my God, that, that guy like liked me, but I didn't think he did because I didn't think I was like good enough or worthy enough Right, or, oh my God. Yeah. Um, so I dated this kid and he um, he played basketball. Well, he was on the basketball team. He didn't really play. And my now husband, so I'm just gonna kind of go into how we met because that's important for the story. So my senior year of high school, um, and it's super weird and not normal, but my best friend was the 25 year old athletic trainer. And my other best friend was a 23 year old teacher and she was married to a assistant basketball coach and I babysat for the head coach. So I would like hang out with these grown ass adults and the head coach had to fire a guy and he brought in his brother to coach and he walked into the gym one day and I was like, guys, I'm going to marry that guy one day. <laughs> he was the hottest guy I'd ever seen in my life. And I babysat for my now brother-in-law for a long time. And every year I'd help him pick out a present for his sis, for my sis, ex-sister-in-law. And he would say, I owe you. What do you want? I'm like, you know what I want. And I turned 21 and he called me and said, hey, this is the dumbest shit I've ever done. But come to my birthday party. My brother is actually single. You're finally old enough. We met, hit it off, got engaged four months later. But circling back to the first boyfriend, we were chatting it up one night. And I mentioned like, oh, this was my first boyfriend. And he was like, that guy, he used to cry because he never got to play.
0: <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> Well, that's a good segue into how we met our husbands. Um, I was in college, and I had a fairly serious boyfriend. Now we're Facebook friends. But um, my friend Lisa and I went to a bar one night, and it was a night when IU basketball had a home game. And granted, this was a long time ago, and they had dollar pitchers. And During home games, and so my friend and I, Lisa, were sitting at a table, drinking a lot of pitchers, and we had a couple guys sitting with us that were really annoying us, and they got up to get more drinks. These two guys who'd been kind of circling the bar asked if they could sit down, and when they asked that, I turned to my friend and said, I get the one with the curly hair because I had already noticed them, and so they sat down and... The night progressed, a lot of beer. And at one point, this is just a little, little towny bar in downtown Bloomington. And um, at one point, there was all this beer that had pooled on top of the table. So I tipped the table and sent all that beer right into my now husband's crotch. <laughs> and Can you didn't drink it? <laughs> <laughs> But it was a I game was crutch <laughs> it was a game changer. And from then on we started seeing each other and 39 years later we're
2: still married. So I met my husband at All State. He actually was the person working the front desk when I moved into the university, um, into my dorm. And he and I immediately hit it off and were friends, but we didn't date for a long time. Um, then at one point I had gone out with another guy. Oh, by the way, I should mention, he was dating another girl named Jennifer. So Jen, yeah, was super convenient for him. But I uh, had gone out with another guy, but I came back from that date and went to Bob's room to tell Bob what a horrible date it had been. But apparently I'd been drinking a lot because I passed out. But the next morning I woke up and I'm like, I've got to go. And he's like, no, 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 don't go. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I literally have to go because I had to vomit. Uh, Later that day, we hooked back up again. And hung out, and that night there was a band playing in the dorm, because believe it or not, and you will think this is so cheesy, but it was February 14th, so I literally climbed into his bed on February 14th. (laughs) That night, we went to the party at the dorm, and the band that we like to listen to, we danced and kissed, and
3: then we've been married now for almost 29 years. I like how everybody goes from we kissed, and we danced, and now we've been Married for 39 um, years. Does your
1: story have a different My story term? is Chris and I met at that party, and we bounced to go out wild, wild, and <laughs> then I held him off. I fought him off for three solid weeks, and the reason we're married now is because he was like, damn, I like a challenge. <laughs> Wasn't challenging the first time, but it was for like the next 15 days. Well, <laughs> dates, I, dates, dates, which <laughs> happened in 15 days. <laughs> <laughs>
3: My mom can not listen to this. <laughs> Well, I met Brian on my rented gateway computer on AWOL Love, and I was writing down all the things that I wanted in a man. I wanted him to have a full head of hair, a job, his own car, his own house, Um, and I wanted to be asked to be married within two years. So... Those are my things. And you wouldn't believe all the pictures and stuff I got back of just very hairy men. It was not (laughs) cool. Like, hairy with the hair coming out of the collar, like hairy. And I was like, I want a full head of hair. So then his picture popped up, and I was like, oh, I like that. So we chatted for a while, and um, I think his first question to me was like, what's your bra size? (laughs) So we finally were talking on the computer for three weeks or so and then he comes over and we finally meet and then he comes over and all I have is Jack and I don't have a a Coke or like a Diet Coke or anything for him. So he drinks that, and then we bon bonbonk, and then we bon bon again, and then he was getting ready to leave, and I was like, come on, let's bon bon <laughs> and then he calls into work the next day, and there may have been a couple more bonchick bonbons, but, and then we have never been apart, and that was 20... 22 years oh ago God, oh 20, almost story. 23 years ago so that's great
1: so i think one of the things that people ask us, like what do you have in common and i think that we all have really successful loving marriages i mean i'm 35 i've been married for almost 14 years you're 44 20. you've got 20 you've got 28, 28. you've got 39 and i think that's something that we do bond over are these strong
3: yeah. relationships and strong marriages and and i think yeah. that's a good point too and it is that we have that but if there was ever anything that was going on you know that we could say hey here's what's happening and it wouldn't be like oh well now we can't be friends because oh, you have that's, something sure. going on that's
0: good. Yeah, you know sure,
3: right. it's but we have that you know enough that we could be able to Be real and you know realize everything has ups and downs and we
1: do vent to each other because chris was sick during our friends mess and I love chris again. We've been married almost 14 years. Um, I had a baby I ran an entire cross-country season with a torn up knee Chris gets a cold and he's a little bitch and I'm like, what is the matter with you? so the whole friends mess he's texting me like I can't believe you abandoned me. I can't watch TV because I'm too sick to get up and look for the remote. And I looked at Susie and I was like, what is wrong with this grown ass man? (laughs) So we do, we vent to each other. And, you know, we have a friendship where we can do that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we all, for the most part, really... I yes. think, like our relationship. we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes. Right. Well, I,
0: and that's, I think that's huge.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I will tell you that at one point, I will tell you that Bob and I both had divorced parents, and we did not have any intentions of getting married. Okay, so this is a little bit embarrassing to admit, but we literally got married at the time that we did because he needed financial aid to finish his last year's school. My husband, while I love him, took forever to get through college. He actually was an architect, which had a five-year degree, but he didn't get in until his second year. So he was in school for six years. When I went to school, he was there. When I graduated, (laughs) he was still there. So we actually moved up our intention and planned to get married, even though we may or may not have, because we were both super terrified of being Married because of divorce. Because
1: we right. both had divorce yeah, sense. Yeah. So Chris and I are the opposite. Like our parents are both married. My parents have been married for 30, how old am I, 39 years. And his parents have been married since the beginning of the time because they're like 80. Um, and Which but, is how
2: much older than you,
1: Susie? Uh, 10 minutes. <laughs> but um, Chris was actually married before. And uh, he got married right out of college, it didn't work out, he got divorced after five years. And uh, we got together and we got engaged like four months in, we got married six months after that, so we weren't even together a year before we got married. But um, I think part of why our marriage works is because he had been married before. And so things that are silly or like fights, you know, I was 22, I was immature, I was young, I was dumb. And things that if it was both of our first marriages, I think we would have gotten divorced. He would point. say, you yeah. know, like, this is dumb. Like, you know, not dumb. He he's he doesn't, like, invalidate my feelings. But later on, he's like, that's not a hill I'm going to die on because this means more to me than whatever.
3: But, you know, I think part of it, too, is if, you know, Brian and I are, if we're snippy or something, which doesn't happen often. But it's, you know, we're human. I think that just being able to say, "Hey, man, I'm sorry, I was an asshole," and just being able to forgive that person, you know, for whatever reason, is a big deal because you've got to be able to admit when you're wrong, and I think it works that way. And we're both able to to do that. So I mean, just like it's, what you're saying. And
2: so that's funny that you snip at each other every once in a while. And literally, Bob and I snip at each other all the time. To the point where we were in, in vacation and my mother-in-law apparently told Bob that makes me really uncomfortable. And Bob's like, what makes you uncomfortable? Because literally we will bicker and, that just and snap happened. at each other and that's just our relationship. So then you know what? I yell at him, he yells at me and we go on down the road and it never comes up again. So it's funny that there's different relationship dynamics uh-huh. to what works.
0: Yeah. And even just to go back a little bit, when you're talking about coming from a divorced family and so you have this expectation so i have three siblings and we're all still in these marriages that we've been in since we were in our early 20s and i think part of it is and not to diss any of our relationships but that just really leaving just really wasn't an option like you made that Commitment,
2: and there you were. I will tell you that I think one of the things that people have done over time has become (sighs) lazy. That's probably not an appropriate term, but marriage is work. You cannot expect that everything is going to go perfect all the time. If you do, then you're setting yourself up for unbelievably unrealistic expectations.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so Chris and I had um, some rough patches, Um, so we were in our last house, and there was probably a month that I was sleeping in the guest room because I just was like, I think I was one foot out the door, might have been two feet out the door. But Chris one day was like, Send Stella to your parents' house, we got to talk. And we're sitting in the room, and I'm arms crossed, legs crossed, like looking out the window. And he was like, Uh uh, we're not doing this, like, we got to figure this out. And then year seven was pretty difficult. We had some. Work stuff going on but um for all the times that it's been really fucking hard because it has been we've kind of found our footing right now and we just like we're each other's person we're together all the time our kid dances 20 hours a week we have date night every night like it's so fun it's so easy like we just bounce ideas off each other we have so much fun but I always tell them like you know we can never get too comfortable because it's when you get too comfortable that you know shit starts to fall apart like We have to always be cognizant that we have to try to like each other. I mean, we don't have to try. We do like each other. But when you stop caring, that's when...
2: Well, and it's funny that you say that because we actually had all those years with the kids and the kids left. And you actually have to determine, do you still like each other? Exactly. Right, because it's a
0: whole different dynamic. Like, you've spent 30 years and most of your conversations center around your kids and your family and then suddenly your kids are on their own and they're doing their own thing and you have to look at that other person and think
2: what do we still have and then we could watch jeopardy (laughs) right
0: no
3: interruptions (laughs) and then you have me that does not have any kids and we have to like each other and we do like each other and i tell people this and they kind of you know they look at me weird but i'm like you know, I was like, they're like, how long have you been wearing like this? And I'm like, yes. And I'm like, I have the best husband. I love him. And I'm like, and I actually like him. And they're like, and I'm like, but I really do like him. He's like, you know, my best person. Are we vacation? I mean, we have fun and we laugh every single day without trying. It might be a fart, but it's something funny. You know what I mean? It's, it's, but we laugh every day. And he's so easygoing and so yeah. likable. Yeah. And it's funny though, because like you, you know, I feel like we're so opposite of our spouses maybe. And, you know, and I'm like, I feel like, you know, I can get like, blah, 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 blah. And then he's just like very calm and he is just very calm. And then if there's something that, you know, he's like, oh, blah, blah, which doesn't ever do. I'm like, oh, why are you getting so upset about that? You know, it's just so, well, because it's, it's so interesting, It's interesting
2: that you say that because for sure opposites <laughs> attract.
3: Yeah. yeah. So we discovered this year
1: that Kimmy and Brian and my mom and dad have the same anniversary. So this year, I decided to do something really special for my mom's anniversary and I let her babysit Stella. (laughs) (laughs) So prior to Chris and I heading out, my mom and Kimmy and I all met up at the wine vault. And Kimmy says to my mom, hey, like you guys have been married, I think it's 38 years, it might be 39. You know, the sex is obviously gone, so what do you do to, you know, keep it alive? And my mom and her having this whole conversation, I'm just sitting over there going, wait, is there gonna be a day where we're not having sex? Because that is gonna
3: suck. It doesn't happen. Suck, it would suck.
2: What, I mean, what have you experienced that makes your relationships work? Like. How do you get past those obstacles? Because everyone has them. I mean, maybe not Kimmy and Brian because they're like the perfect couple, but the rest of us have experienced those well, things I think where it's it, tough.
0: I think it's just finding what you have in common in each different stage. You know, like when we were first married but didn't have kids, our goals were like to buy a nice house, to be able to travel, to uh, sock away some money for our kids and then the next phase was like trying to be the very best parents we could be etc etc i just think that with each different phase that you're in you have to figure out what it is you both want and how you can make that work together
1: i think sometimes chris and i we like each other to a fault and by that i mean um, Stella has said before that she sometimes feels like it's Chris and I and she's kind of on the outside, and so we try to, you know, go above and beyond and make her a part of everything. I mean, we love our kid and we do everything for her, but I think sometimes we're just so interested in hanging out with each other that sometimes we let other things fall by the wayside.
2: Well, that's probably an advantage you have with having just one child, because with three, that were within four years of each other, literally we spent from, for the last 20 years, driving the kids around. From attending one event to another event that we literally, many times, were not together at all. I mean, we had travel softball and we had horse shows and I was gone with those kids all summer long. So a lot of that stuff that we had together, we didn't have.
1: Yeah, so Stella is a dance three nights a week, four nights a week sometimes. So Chris and I got to eat and We spent a lot of time together and we actually had a conversation. It was probably two or three years ago now since Stella said that, but we had to step back and say, oh my gosh, like we chose to have this child who we love. She's amazing. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. But sometimes I think we would just get lost in each other and forget to prioritize her.
0: Yeah, Uh, I'm envious really that, because I feel like when our kids were growing up, that was the center of our relationship.
3: But Absolutely. I
0: love that you're saying that's not necessarily true for you guys. Because I think that's really healthy. Because in the long run, it's going to be you too.
2: Well, and one of the funniest things I think is people always talk about how lonely they are and how, oh my gosh, the kids have left, we're now empty nesters, this is so terrible. And Bob are like Bob and I are like, yes! <laughs> we get to spend some time together, which is great. And then you know what happens? COVID hits and they all freaking come back home.
1: <laughs> so growing up, we my parents um, had two date nights a month and they always had a babysitter. And we, we didn't have a lot of money. We didn't have a lot of anything, but that was something they always prioritized. They always went on two date nights a month. And we got stuck eating kid cuisine and playing hide and seek while my babysitter made out with her boyfriend on the couch.
2: We had We had one date night a month. We literally had Pacers tickets for a very long time, and, and we talked about so many times, like, do we get rid of these tickets? Because it, it, when it came down to it, it was that one night a month that we knew that we were gonna be together and we could go to dinner, we go to the game, we'd spend six hours together completely uninterrupted, which was totally worth it.
1: So marriage is cool, but what about all the crazy shit that led
3: up to it? Man, where do I even start? <laughs> You know, the, it's saying you know, like think um, you 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 ask your parents if you if they knew half the stuff that you did and they don't, and then you tell them as you're an adult, <laughs> and then they go, oh, oh my god, <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: that was part of it. I don't even know.
1: I had, I mean, I've I had lots and lots and lots of life experiences, but I dated this guy. In college, he was my cousin's roommate. So if he's listening, he'll know it's him. And um, I thought he was everything. And he helped me move in in college. And I, he, he stayed with me all the time. My roommates and I didn't get along because he was always there. And then I transferred schools to be with him. And then he started sleeping with somebody who looked just like me, but was far less cool than I am. I still don't understand it. And I was devastated. And I, one day I walked into my mom's room and I just walked in and I just looked at her and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, no. And I just started sobbing and she's just hugging me. And I was like, this sucks and you cheated on me and mom just <laughs> hugged me and rubbed my back and and it was awful and i drank myself into oblivion and i ran up my credit card balance super high and i was in the smallest town at the smallest school i ran up my credit card balance going out and you couldn't i couldn't avoid him every house party i went to he was there everything i did he was there and it was awful and so this is going to be ridiculous. So everybody who's listening to this, don't judge me. Because we've all done stupid shit. I told him that I thought I might be pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> you totally
3: did. Oh, you wait, know, wait, wait, like, wait,
1: wait, wait. We've, we've done stupid you, shit, but that's like crazy shit. Did stupid you really? That's no. That's okay. No, I was just insane. We've all done stupid shit. And I stuff. was kind of like, like, and then obviously it wasn't true. So I had to come back and say like, this isn't true and then he would have like these parties but he lived with my cousin so i would show up to these parties and he would be like i don't even like her this has all been a big mistake kiss me in front of her so you know i'm not lying Like, i mean it was just crazy fucking drama and um i actually started dating my now husband and this guy texted me and said why don't you come hang out with me? And I said, absolutely not. I'm dating somebody. And he goes, well, why aren't you Facebook friends? Are you embarrassed? And I was like, cause he's 30 bro. (laughs) Nice.
3: But can I tell you though on that? I mean, like I'm listening to you tell that story and I swear we did the, the same exact thing. I remember in college and I dated this much older man and I mean. Professor. (laughs) Yeah. No, not that one. um, That was fair. and, um, And just, and you know, I mean, like I was like, just head over heels for him. And then I found out the same thing. And then I went home to my mom, I drove home. And I just, I came in late one night and she's like, what's the matter? And I just started crying, crawled in bed with her. I mean, it's literally the same story and I'm sitting here and I'm like, this is crazy. And, you know, and she's like, it's okay, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, it was just terrible. I may have followed that bitch home one night. (laughs) Who knows? We don't know if me and my girlfriend uh, did that. Okay, okay, but
2: here's the deal. So you think your stories are crazy? I flew across the fucking country. (laughs) So when I was in high school, I was in love with this guy who joined the military. So he was in San Antonio, Texas. So, at one point, I literally, I can't even believe I'm saying this out loud. <laughs> I told my mom I was going on a camping trip with my girlfriends for prom, <laughs> who, the girls that weren't going to prom, and took the car, drove to my friend's house, who literally put me on a plane to drive to San Antonio. <laughs> By the time I get there and I'm bomb chicka bomb bomb with my guy, the phone is ringing off the hook, and his parents and my parents know... Because the girl that drove me to the airport, I had parked at her house. Her mom was old on me. And she called my mom and told her that I had flown across the country. Uh, so I end up getting back on a freaking Greyhound bus, which is just awful. By the way, if you've never experienced riding on a bus in the middle of the night as a 16-year-old girl or 17-year-old girl all by themselves, freaking scarier than hell. And took the bus all the way back home where... When I got off the bus, my mom wasn't there. It was his mom. <laughs> to make this story even funnier, about six months later, I, I at, at some point we had broken up because he was having an affair with a, or he was sleeping with another girl. So she comes to tell me about six months later where I'm working and asks me if I know that he's gotten this girl
1: pregnant. Yeah. All right, Susie, we were all crazy as shit. What did you do? Well, every time
0: some guy barely glanced at me, I thought, this is it. Oh my God, I have found my person. And I would devote all my energy to that person. And then it turns out he didn't even know I was alive. And this went on over and over and over. And I have watched, I brought up three girls, and I've watched how they've all just been so ambivalent. About the interest of guys. I mean, they're all in a good spot now, but it's not because they threw themselves at anybody who looked at them twice. And I just really admire that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I am. Some of. I always. And I guess it was a self confidence issue because many times I would you know, like talk to a guy or like make out with a guy. And then I just never thought that they actually liked me. So, um, I, sorry, Stella's texting me. So I would like oh, later on, <laughs> oh, well. later on, um, I would be talking to, you know, these guys, like there was this guy, Jonathan and I was talking to him a couple months later and he was dating some other girl and he was like, you know, I really liked you, but you just moved on to somebody else. And I was like, cause I, I didn't think that you liked me. Like I didn't think people would like me. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So that was a, um, a hard lesson for me to learn was that like, actually people do like me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And when
0: I was in college, my older brother was also there. And we hung out together a lot. And he had a good... My brother's name was Jim, and he had a good friend also named Jim. And I had a big, fat crush on him. And we hung out... Wait, wait, wait.
2: On your your brother or on your friend? Uh On his friend.
0: (laughs) And we hung out together a lot. And it wasn't until years later when I met up with Jim, not my brother, again. And turns out he was really kind of into me. I was like, so why did nothing happen? He goes, because the first time I met you, my brother said, don't you even
3: think about it. Oh. <laughs> and how many of those got away? <laughs> right. But that's we, okay. you got the one. Well, you know, it's funny, though, because
2: if we had all of that, if when you were younger, you actually just approached someone and said, hey, I'm interested in you. What a simpler world it would be, mm-hmm. instead of all the running around in circles and games. jumping over the hoops and yeah.
3: yeah. Don't you feel like, I mean, like of all the people that we've had, we're gonna say, come in contact with. <laughs> um, some people are contacting um, them more than others. <laughs> but let's just. Contact, <laughs> but let's just say. But I mean there is something about attraction. I mean, like there's something about this sense that you're just like, I am instantly attracted to that person. And it doesn't even have to be a, you know, a sexual thing. I mean, funny story. Um, so I told, I dated three guys pretty
1: seriously through college and they would say things like, when we get married when we have kids and i was always like oh my god like no i never want to get married i never want to have kids and i was like if you keep saying that like i'm gonna break up with you and i had known chris for two months we met august we were in october two months later in vegas and he said let's just go get married and i was like okay like, I never was into, I never thought I was going to get married. I never thought I was going to have kids. And two months after I meet this guy, he's talking about getting married in Vegas. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. Did so, you do it
0: in Vegas?
1: We didn't because my, I'm the your only parents mom. would have
2: kicked your
0: ass. Yes. I'm the only daughter.
1: And I thought, gosh, like my mom would be so devastated right. if I got married in Vegas and she couldn't plan the wedding. And halfway through wedding planning, my mom said, God, why didn't you just get married in Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: trying to encourage my daughters to elope somewhere nice in a tropical island, maybe where we can all just go visit them and do their reception.
1: But it was, I mean, it's it's just kind of, it always makes me laugh that like, at no point in time do I ever wanna ever settle down with anybody. And then eight weeks into this guy, he's like, let's get married. I'm like, hell yeah, we should do this. (laughs) This sounds really superficial, but all the things that I thought
0: that I wanted was like tall, blue eyes, curly hair, lean, like he met all those, and then he was with his friend who was, like, so cocky and so over-the-top, which is the exact opposite of Steve, and I, I had dated all those cocky, over-the-top type guys, and that's not what I was looking for, and the contrast was just unbelievable, and... So I immediately had my eye on him, and then they came and sat down at our table. And he claims that he saw me and decided they wanted to come and sit at the table. I mean, the truth probably lies <laughs> somewhere in between, yeah. but it's kind of a sweet story that we have our own perspective that I saw him and thought that's somebody I want to connect with, and he saw me and
2: thought the same thing. And it's funny because Bob and I' perspective is both different. He literally insists that I kissed him, and he, I insist that he <laughs> kissed me.
3: And, and who knows the truth, but who cares? And ours is the same, except, you know, the funny thing was when I told Brian that I loved him for the first time, I was like crying in my beer, <laughs> literally, because I was like, you know, it's not a word I've thrown around because... I have never really like loved, loved somebody, maybe once, but, and so, you know, I was probably afraid and I don't cry very often and we would go out to the bar and all that. And, um, and I was like, I love you so much and blah, blah, and he did not say it back to me. And I'm oh, like, Oh no, it was, but he did say it, you know? So that's funny because
1: the first time Chris told me he loved me, we were sleeping and he woke me up and I was like, and he was like, Hey, I just want you to know I love you. And I just looked at him and he goes, don't say anything. You don't have to say it back. I just couldn't go one more second without telling you that I loved you. Oh, that's (laughs) so sweet. And it took me like a week and a half before I said it back because I when we him and I were dating I felt very strongly for him in a way that I never felt for anybody else so I was like maybe this really like I've told people I love them before but I don't think that I did and so I wanted to make sure that like this is like I actually like really My love this guy
3: said that, though. and yeah oh, he, so, I think mm-hmm. Brian took a like maybe another month before he said <laughs> it though okay so
2: is it actually terrible yeah, it I don't I remember at all when I told Bob I loved him and whether he told me I mean I don't remember any of that <laughs>
1: Well, so the guy that the crepe the the guy that cheated on me and all that stuff and in, in college, um, we had been dating for like two weeks and he told me he loved me and I was like, no. like this was out of left field and I didn't say anything and he punched the side of his house and broke his hand. He was a really shit bag. Yeah,
2: well, clearly like he's a psycho. Yeah. Man. Oh, he
1: was. And but he was like, I don't know why I thought he was so great. So I kept dating him. And so, yeah. After
3: that, because yes. you were how
1: old? And the guy yeah. before that—well, not the guy before that, because he was too nice. But the guy before that told me he loved me. I didn't say anything, and he hung up on me. And then he called me back, and he started yelling at me for not saying anything back. And so it was such a like a different situation. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh! Like this yeah. is how a real human being that actually cares about you behaves.
0: I hope that everybody that is listening has had fun thinking back on all these things about their first dates and their first relationships. And, um, we'll be back next week, talk about something totally different. Thank you for listening and let us know what you want to hear about.